This is your Field Pass with DCI's Dan Potter. This is your Field Pass for Wednesday, September 12th, 2018. One month and one day since DCI World Championship Finals. I'm ready to do some reminiscing. How about you? If you are, you have come to the right place, and you've also come to the right place if you're craving an exclusive first taste of the amazing audio recordings that were made on finals night. To help us reminisce, we're going to have a deep chat about each of this year's top 12 performances with DCI writer Michael Boo, who joins us via Skype from his home in northwest Indiana. And to satisfy that craving for drum corps ear candy, we're going to simultaneously sample the outstanding live mixes made on finals night by audio engineer Corey Koken. These are raw live mixes, no post-production, and I think they do a remarkable job of capturing the different layers of the championship performances. This is a long podcast. It's perfect for a, a long walk or yard work or a bike ride. I hope you enjoy it. Santa Clara Vanguard! And we begin with Santa Clara Vanguard's stunning 2018 production, Babylon. First place, Santa Clara Vanguard. Other than those first two shows when they lost the Devils by not very much, uh, it was really quite a dream season. And it was most fascinating because the show was very, very abstract, very contemporary. The music was not easy listening by any stretch, and yet the audience was lapping it up. I wrote that it was chock full of mesmerizing, that's impossible moments. They were made possible by those platforms that were always mutating. And what fascinated me was, you know, when they started, it was like maybe eight square yards. And then those platforms just kept, it was like one of those Russian dolls that has, is, you know, nestled inside each other. Yeah. And you just kept pulling one platform out of another platform out of another platform. And then suddenly when they didn't really need them, they just uh, kind of put them back together and suddenly you had all these different performance possibilities of different heights. Cores used different heights and stuff before, but not in a manner that was so fluid, that was constantly evolving. And so that was absolutely fascinating to me. I think one of the reasons that the audience lapped it up, as you said, uh, is because there were plenty, if you look for them, plenty of references to the history of Santa Clara Vanguard in that show. There were enough nods to the old schoolers that they were oh, yeah. they were loving it. Musical and visual. So many little tidbits that were relating to past shows and past Vanguard experiences. But then there were also moments that, uh, you know, if you didn't really focus on it, I was utterly fascinated by that moment where the horn players were leaning against each other's backs and playing. Remember that? Oh, yeah. It was a trust lead because if anyone did something, the other one would, would have gone flat on the field. They absolutely needed each other to pull that off. You know, little things like that that just kind of snuck in here and there that you might not even catch the first time, but then later on, whoa. There were so many little things, the attention to detail, you know, and it said God is in the details. It was really true in this show. And I think 
a lot of what people might have been observing, they weren't possibly sure what they were seeing, but they knew that it was greatness. In uh, My Body is a Cage, the trumpet player hit a note so high that it actually had me wondering if that's the highest note ever achieved in finals at Drum Corps International World Championships. That's something I want you to look up, Michael. Was that the highest note ever played? If it isn't, it was perhaps the highest note ever played that we were able to hear with our the limitations of our human there, hearing. There you go. <laughs> I, for me, it was the ballad that, that sold me on Santa Clara's show. And the layers, the individual achievement from the, uh, the two baritone soloists, and, uh, and then that, that uh, brass trio at the end. Oh, and the horns up, too. All of it. The ballad was absolutely Every, Everything. Yeah. Everything was just magical and coordinated to within a centimeter of its life and coordinated well. Devils 2018 show, Dreams and Nighthawks. I think the uh, the show, based on that uh, Edward Hopper painting, is one of the most memorable that I've seen from Blue Devils in a long time. Seeing that painting come together, the deconstruction of it at the beginning, even though you knew it was going to happen, the way that the panels and everything kind of kept sneaking closer and closer, it, it, it was magic.
if you took a look, everything was about yeah deconstruction and the whole thing about dreams. What what is a dream essentially? But deconstructed random thoughts that somehow come together in ways you don't expect. And that's what uh, I think they're costuming with the deconstructed tuxedos and uh, the hopper painting, which I've seen many times living near Chicago. It was just utter brilliance. And then there were still things that uh, you may not catch the first several times, like uh, in the background, the uh, building across the street, how one of the uh, trumpet soloists was sitting in the window of the upper story. Isn't that a magnificent thing about a show when you can see something and realize, you know, I, I'm going to have to see this on DVD because I haven't really caught it all. I need Tom Blair and his people to point out some things that maybe I hadn't noticed, and that happens every single season. Guard, in fact, won Saturday night, but since the uh, uh, caption awards are a rolling three-night average, Boston Crusaders wins the Zingali Award for Best Color Guard, but Blue Devils Guard was spectacular Saturday night. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Not to take anything away from Boston's or any of the other top guards. And remember, even though Vanguard kept coming in third in guard, they were like a tenth behind in some of these shows. Uh, which is only, you know, when you divide that score in half, because GE is the only score that is added in its entirety without being divided in half, it's still, uh, you know, was just worth a, like a half-tenth or maybe uh, three-quarters of a tenth when you divide it in half. Uh, Vanguard's, you know, people say, well, they want, want everything about guard, you know, the guard came in third. Well, <laughs> yeah, but look look at what they were competing, and still look at the level of quality they put out and how close they were. Third place, Bluecoats. 96.95. The Bluecoats giving us Billie Holiday and more in Session 44. In discussions after finals Saturday night, I heard somebody say the Bluecoats may have taught the Blue Devils a thing or two about playing jazz. The Bluecoats taught all of us something about playing jazz. I mean, session 44 was just chock full of great horn moments.
and that wicked trumpet riff in Bernard Bela, which, granted, Blue Devils did that a long, long time ago, uh, was just one of those. Did, did I really hear that correctly? You know, is that really possible? It, it, is it live or is it Memorex? And it, it indeed, it indeed was was very much live. Did you know the singer was a covert operation? None of the core, she auditioned as a mellophone player. They had no idea that she was going to be singing. Maybe set a new standard for the use of vocals in a drum corps show. I absolutely agree. The uh, scatting she did, something drier from yeah, Des Moines. Yeah, the dry cleaner from Des Moines, Joni yeah. Mitchell. I'm down to a roll of dimes. Stockings, lotters, a keeper and bells all around me. Jingling the lucky jackpots, they keep it tantalized. They keep it reaching for your wallet here in fool's paradise. He got three oranges, eleven sweet cherries, three plums. I'm losing my days for fruit. Watching the dry cleaner do it, like by the Santa polyester suit. I think she made believers out of a lot of people who thought that vocals shouldn't be allowed to drum corps. I think you're exactly right. And uh, the, the God Bless the Child was uh, also a, a really special moment. By the way, that tune was the last thing to be added to the show. The staff had every other tune selected except the God Bless the Child. And it was just going to be a little thing. And then it constantly kept evolving to become a, a real focus of the show. Crown's 2018 production, Beast. Michael, one of the things I noticed this year is that Carolina Crown's drumline made uh, major advances and now is is hanging with the brass line in terms of the scores they're getting. Yes, yes, and they never had a bad drumline. No. It's just that, you know, when they were in sixth place, for example, it's just that other drumlines were scoring better. But yes, they certainly held with them this year. And there was a, a lot of that horn line to hold with.
the uh, 44 trombones in the If I Fell. 44 trombones, that <laughs> sonority, that richness. It was like a, a deep cocoa sound. And a lot of people didn't realize that there were 44 trombones because they didn't, they didn't turn sideways except once for you to see all the slides. And even then, all of them didn't turn at the same time. So a lot of people weren't aware. They, they, they weren't hyping the fact that, hey, we have 44 trombones here. Here, see, see this life? No, they didn't do any of that. It was just the most sonorous thing I've heard in so long. It was just stunningly beautiful. Well, and of course, the all-female brass choir. You know, they wanted to have that male-female pas de deux of sound, and, and that, that's how they accomplished that. And it was uh, just what a magnificent effect. Boston Crusaders. EAC's 2018 show, SOS. year for the Boston Crusaders. Uh, their mm, first oh, time yeah. back in the top five since 2002, and it seems like they're headed nowhere but up, Michael. Yes, of course, you know, a couple years ago, they picked up those incredible 
instructors from cadets. And Carolina Crown as well. And Crown. And they've held on to them. So uh, people are starting to flock to them because of their instructional staff. They're just doing everything right. The show, it, it played with the audience's emotions quite well. And by spelling out all those things that, you know, some people might have said, well, that was a little bit hokey. But it was what they needed to do at the moment. Just in terms of captions for Boston Crusaders, we've already mentioned that they won the Zingali Award for Color Guard uh, for their performances in prelim semis and end finals, all averaged together. Uh, but the Boston drumline this year, and especially the battery, they were wicked. Zingali may not be the only special award we see them winning over the next few years. Uh, the core is quite obviously on an ascendancy, and it's going to be really fascinating to see what do they do to break into that top three level. You know, how difficult is that going to be? Uh, you know, those cores at the top are not going to uh, step aside very easily just because someone's on the way up. With the addition at the end of the season of the uh, the water silks, uh, and then everybody disappears. So you wonder, well, did, did they get off the island? What what happened? The flyover of the fabric was supposed to represent the purifying of the water. And we don't know if they got off, even though we heard the radio transmission that help was on the way. Signal received. Help is on the way. You know, they left no trace of themselves. They put the flames out, and then you saw the smoke as the flames died down, rising to the heavens when the fire was extinguished. You're left hanging, wondering what happened to those folks. And I think that was intentional. Sixth place, the Cavaliers. 
2018 program on madness and creativity. Drumcorn International is proud to present the Cavaliers! With a show that really entertained and really delved deep into a syndrome that I, I think a lot of people didn't know and probably didn't know about the, the connection between Maurice Ravel and the, uh, the neurologist-turned-artist Ann Adams. And a lot of people uh, musically may not know that that um, men reading fashion magazines at the end. This is the Rufus Wayne Wainwright right. chart that's called Oh What a World. And when I listened, to, in fact, I asked Danny Wiles about this because when I listened to it, I had no idea. He had already mashed together uh, his tune with Bolero. Exactly. Bolero is right. When you listen to the tune in its original form, you think, oh, did I just hear something about Bolero? And then there it is. And there's absolutely no doubt. That's one reason it ended up in the show. Well, Michael, but I tell you what. I didn't get a chance to use this audio during finals week. Let's let Danny Wiles himself explain how that Rufus Wainwright music ended up influencing their show this year. Okay. When we knew that Bolero, you know, that Ravel and Ann Adams, you know, the painting that we actually used for the show as well, we knew their strife with Bolero. But the rest of our design team, it took us, I don't know, about a month where I kept saying, have you guys heard this Rufus Wainwright thing? It, it already mashes Bolero with it. And um, we probably went through November, December, where no one had actually listened to it. <laughs> Finally, we have a meeting, I believe it was at my house in January, and I just said, all right, I'm going to play you this song. And that's when that came to fruition finally they were all like wow this is cool that it mashes up together and i was like yeah that's what we've been telling you for about two months so no that did that did bring it to a culmination that we were like that's interesting that's exactly what he's saying and he's already done this work for us and you know that that actually is pretty rare in our world wow. the last few years so it was that's what really tipped it over the edge for us thanks for playing that i learned a few things from that Cadets. 92.225. The Cadets taking the field in 2018 with the Unity Project.
just to see cadets make it to the end of the season after the kind of spring that they had and not just make it but make it so successfully and have such a show and have the crowd on their feet many in tears it was a night that every single one of those members and their staff will remember forever just to see them make it to the beginning of the season that's true and not a single member not a single instructional staff member nobody left that organization i found that out uh, when they came to the michigan city dci show in june I was talking to Scott Lindsenberg, one of the finest people in the activity, and when I read that he was taking over, I let out a whoop. You and I talked that same day about what a great decision it was. And he let me talk to the Corps after their performance. Oh, Michael, he, how he special. Told, that is cool. He told me in Allentown that I'm the only person that he allowed to do that all season, wow. except the staff, right after right after they performed. And I just had a share. I wanted to share about what it really meant to me that they were showing as far as being cadets to be there. And to be doing well and to be looking to the future and not the past. I think the entire activity embraced the cadets this year. And, of course, they made it so easy because they threw in the uh, Corps Song of Holy Name, which was recorded by the present Corps and the alums at the Allentown DCI show in June. And that was just a nice thing to remind everyone who they are and why they're there. And then little things that they threw in at the end of the season, well, maybe not so little, but the, the Z-pole. You know, it's it's an old maneuver. We've seen lots of stuff since then, but it's a very identifiable thing. Nobody else can do it because they pretty much have a trademark on it. And the audience just went crazy. Blue Stars. The Blue Stars built something special this year with Hammer and Nail, in fact. Uh, their show about the, the Carpenters, the once and future Carpenters. by all measures, a successful year for Blue Star. Sometimes it's the little things that really jump out at me. I was utterly fascinated how the sawhorses doubled as receptacles for the flags that were no longer needed. They got rolled up and stuck into the uh, the horizontal frame of the sawhorses. Huh. Little, little things like that. Just, you know, that's someone who's really thinking. And the brass line of the Blue Stars this year really showing a couple of years now of Ward Miller working with them, and they have certainly upped their game.
it'll be interesting to see if they can build on that. You know, they did for three years when they first made it back into finals after over, what, 30-some years? And back in 2008, and they were eighth three years in a row, and then they kind of lost it for a while, and maybe they've got it back. It's exciting to see a core that has been around as long as they have, since uh, the 60s, continually reinvent itself and still be successful. Ninth place, Blue Knights. 88.925. Performing their 2018 program, The Fall and Rise. Drum Corps International is proud to present the Blue Knights. The Denver Blue Knights uh, locking up a seventh consecutive top ten finish Saturday night. Uh, they fell to Mandarins and GE in total visual, but they had a big advantage in total music to hang on tonight. Sometimes Blue Knights have shows that are a little bit intellectual. Cerebral. For some people, too cerebral. But this show, it was intended to celebrate the human spirit's ability to overcome adversity. And I think a lot of people saw themselves in that, even if they weren't quite realizing that they were seeing themselves in the show. You know, that's why those props, the uh, pyramids, were golden during the day. And then at night, uh, when the sun god Ra uh, went away for the evening, uh, that's why they became gray. But uh, there was what was really fascinating visually was some of the body movements they were doing, the dancing they were doing whilst, well, attached to those pyramids and hanging off those pyramids almost parallel to the ground and doing some really interesting body movement, which, which just had to require some you know, phenomenal muscle strength and conditioning. You know, the uh, the notion of what is simultaneous responsibility and, and what are environmental challenges for the performer, those have changed pretty drastically just in the last five years, haven't they? Tremendously. I mean, back when I marched in the 70s, uh, simultaneous responsibility uh, pretty much involved getting off the bus. Yeah, comparatively speaking, you're right. They're doing so much now. These kids are more athletic than they've ever been. So much is expected from the body, but also so much is expected from the brain to keep all those things happening simultaneously together so you don't just fall apart at the seams. And uh, there was a lot of that at Blue Night Show. And I think that's part of why it was a uh, little, little more successful with the audience. Death Place, Mandarins. Mandarin's 2018 show, Life Right After. Okay, Michael, it's time to talk about this core that made history at finals. Mandarin's first time in their 55 years of existence that they have made it into the top 12, and it was a celebration. And they didn't just make it into the top 12. They kind of plowed their way in. We've seen cores make it into the top 12, you know, just kind of barely, and then we don't see them again. Uh, we're going to continue to see mandarins, and uh, I think they're going to just keep on moving up. And we're, we'll have, you know, we haven't had three California cores since VK uh, ceased. 
in the uh, early 90s. Oh, good point. Yeah, and, and not only three California cores, but three Northern California cores. So, you know, don't don't be surprised if in a few years they start pushing Devils and Vanguard because that's that's what they're out for, and they've got the staff to do it. Yeah, it was it was magnificent to see them the wallop of that horn line. The opening statements, those big open attacks. That set up everything that came after. And it made you wonder, hey, why are they just standing still all this time? And it was really just to set you up to not be ready for that sound they put out. And all the motion that came afterward, both from the performers and from that stage. Now, bringing that stage onto the field, assembling it, tearing it down, getting it off the field. Out Six I'll, thousand pounds. Six thousand pounds. Uh, $22,000 it cost them to build it. And that was a bargain because... Uh, it was some engineering-savvy parents who ended up building the thing, as opposed to the Broadway firm they contacted first that wanted $100,000 to build that stage. It was a, uh, it sounds trite to say it, but a groundbreaking prop in the same way that, the say, the, the ramps that uh, the Bluecoats used in Downside Up were, yeah. uh, were groundbreaking. And Vanguard's uh, platforms this year. Yep, yep. When it wasn't really being featured, you know, there were people on top of it and it wasn't rotating but you weren't really all that aware of it, and then suddenly, you know, the horns are on it, and it's rotating, or the snare drums are playing on it, and the tenors. And it's rotating, and they're turning to, they keep turning to face the audience, they're pivoting. And it's like, this is pretty cool, but it was fascinating watching them set it up before they came on the field and how fast it actually got set up. Regiment. 86.95. Phantom in 2018 showing us this new world. Phantom this year struggled early, but the show did develop and uh, was pretty strong by the end of the year. They have a very solid core. They have uh, very few aging out. So I, I expect to see things start to get built up again. And, you know, they, they lost a few staff members over the past few years, but you've got, you know, some really great people like Will Pitts, who is uh, is going to be getting a lot of credit in future years. And, uh, you know, you, you never count a core like that out. This was a bit of an off year for them, but not, not off year as far as entertainment goes. And the thing is, uh, Dan, the shows have all gotten so complex and sophisticated and tight and... All the cores are doing so much more than they ever did before that you have to be better than you were the year before to not slip just two places. Yeah. I mean, it's just every year, just how, how can it just keep getting better and better and better and stronger and stronger and stronger, but it is.
12th place, the Crossman. 86.75. Crossman uh, wrapping up their 2018 season with their sixth finals appearance in seven years. Um, and I, I talked to Fred Morrison. I, I think that they were happy with where they ended up this year. Yeah, because they could have easily had fallen to the reinvigorated spirit of Atlanta, and uh, and they held that off. That show, because of its content, could have been a little tad morbid. You know, you had death out there. Yeah. Well, they called him Grim, which yeah. was a play on Grim Reaper. But it but it wasn't a grim show. Crossman's 2018 production was the in between, and you're right. It it had a a lot about the afterlife, and it could have been morbid. But it ended up being somewhat hopeful and comforting, which is really strange for a show that has the Grim Reaper as a, a major character. But, you know, they know that things are going to have to be stepped up a bit because you have a Spirit of Atlanta who is just uh, so much better than the year before. And if they, if they improve even a little bit, um, there's, there's going to be more than just one core looking over their shoulders. A huge thank you to DCI writer Michael Boo for helping us take one last long, loving look back at the 2018 Drum Corps International season. Thanks also to audio engineer Corey Koken for those amazing live mixes of the shows. Makes me hunger for the release of the Blu-rays in a few months and the audio performance downloads. Follow DCI on Facebook or check marchingmusicdownloads.com for more on that. Congratulations and thank you to all of the performers on a truly memorable summer. Can't wait to see what next season brings. Until then, it's fall marching band season. I'm Dan Potter. I'll see you at the stadium.